Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Paranet Podcast. My name is June Yong and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Paranet Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life and more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow in your journey as parents. Exams. This Simple four-letter word can strike the biggest fear and even cold sweat in many children, and unfortunately also the parents. The Ministry of Education recently announced further changes in the assessment of students' learning. Schools will remove mid-year exams for all primary and secondary school students by next year, and to continue shifting the focus away from academic achievement. Now, children are probably quite happy with this change, but many parents out there may feel quite uneasy. Would fewer exams mean their children get less practice in examination skills? Would it also mean that they won't be able to track their progress as well as they should? Joining me today to tackle some of these questions is Judith. Judith is a working mum and family life advocate who believes that strong marriages make for resilient families. She splits her time between thinking, writing, and training on work life and other workplace practices, while raising her two sons, Micah and Ezra, with her husband, Xavier. Welcome to the show, Judith. Hi, June. Thanks for having me. Can you give us an introduction of yourself and also maybe share with us what is one word you use to capture your journey as a mother thus far? Sure. I'm Judith. I'm a working mom with two sons, Micah and Ezra. So Micah's a teenager and Ezra is in the tween years, heading fast into teenhood. And well, if there was a word to sort of sum up the motherhood experience so far in my mothering journey, I would say it's unexpected. Yes, unexpected because there are definitely challenges along the way. I think we hear quite a bit, you know, about the kinds of uh, the work that goes into motherhood and the kinds of things that we have to do and the challenges, etc. But I think a lot of it is also sweet surprises along the way. And for me, um, Mm. those are the unexpected blessings that I enjoy too. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you've been on a different and a meaningful journey on your own as a parent. So back to this news about exams and academic achievement. Do you remember how you first reacted? Were you like, you know, celebrating and happy or were you a little bit anxious? Well, I think it's been a long time coming, to be honest. And I think over the years, as my boys kind of progressed through primary school, you know, about about the past five, six years of that whole education experience, we have slowly seen a general move away from examination focus. And rather, you know, there's been a lot of focus, especially in my communications with the teachers. I see that, you know, there's a lot of focus from the schools on the holistic education of the child right? You know, mm-hmm. how is your child doing their overall well-being? You know, do they have other interests? Are they stressed out or not? And it's mm-hmm. not just about academics anymore. And I think that's a very welcome change as a parent. Um, and so 
this kind of felt when they now say, you know, no more media exams for certain levels, right? It was a welcome uh, change, but I, I also don't think it was particularly unexpected. Lah. And I do think that there is still testing that happens anyway throughout the year. There are other ways to sort of check in with your child to see, you know, whether they're understanding the subjects, whether they've got a grasp on things, what they find challenging and not. So I'm glad for the news. And I think my kids are also very excited. I'm sure they are. My kids were really happy too. And in fact, I think for my middle and my youngest, they really didn't get to experience what exams is really all about, you know? Yeah, right, so because the, the lower primary was off, right? They didn't have exams already in the lower primary yeah. years, right? Yeah. That's right, yeah. So Ezra, your younger son, he's in a very big year this year. Comparing the PSLE experience for him versus your older child, how different has it been? The overall experience has been very different. I think because they are both very different people and they have very different personalities and characters as well and different strengths and weaknesses. And so, you know, we kind of see those things shaping their PSLE journey as well. So the journey has been quite different for each of them. I think even in the way they approach their studies, the things that they do to relax and unwind, even the way that they process information is really quite different. So I would say the journey has been quite different. And I'm learning, I think, I think now that we're in April, right? Uh, so the first quarter is kind of done. I think I'm now learning that, well, just because they're taking the, the same kind of exam, it doesn't mean that they're going to approach it the same way that they're going to go and have their own unique journey through it. Even though I've already done like one kid done and dusted, right, with PSLE, it's almost like I've never done it before and I'm learning all over again how to support my child now. Thanks for sharing that tip. I'll remember it when, you know, my next child needs to go through PSLE, which is next yeah, year, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, so you cannot copy and paste the whole experience, like what worked with one child is, is unlikely yeah. or may not work with the other one. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling a bit... um. Anxious now as we speak. <laughs> so earlier you mentioned that there are other ways to kind of track your child's learning and understanding mm. and mastery of a subject. For some parents, because there are no exams, no mid-year exams, there are fewer sort of milestones through the year to actually see how your child is doing. Right. Could you share with us from your experience, what are some of these things that have helped you and your child keep track and keep progress and to know what are the gaps that may need to be filled? I think that preparation for PSLE, we tend to think about PSLE as this like big, you know, huge milestone and exam. But I try to frame it for myself uh, and for my kids as, you know, it's not just a milestone thing, but rather it's just one checkpoint in your very, very long and extended education journey. Your learning starts from the time that you're born, right? You're learning in preschool, you're learning even if you're not in school, and you're learning all the way, even once you start your career, you're still going to be learning all the way throughout. The learning doesn't stop. So this is just one more checkpoint in that whole learning journey. So for us, what has helped is that even when the kids kind of went into primary one, we sat down with them every year. We sit down with them and we talk to them about, okay, what do you want to achieve? What are your goals for this year? You know, it doesn't have to be academic goals. In fact, we try not to make it academic goals, but what are the things that you want to do? It could be fun things. What are the skills you want to achieve? Are there any challenges you want to overcome? We talk about these types of things. Mm -hmm. And of course, in primary one, you know, the goals are going to be things like, I want to eat ice cream every weekend, and I want to go to the <laughs> zoo during the holidays, I'll visit my grandparents. Those are the kinds of goals that they set. Then you'll find that as they mature and they get older, like 
especially P3, P4, and so on, you can start setting academic goals with them. What do you want to achieve out of like learning math this year, for example? Is there something that's a specific strength uh, that you want to hone? Is there a specific area that you find challenging that you want to work on? Yeah, so we try to work on these bigger pictures and we frame it as honing a skill rather than passing or doing well in an exam. So the exams are just part of that whole process. What we try to do is also to talk to them about setting processes in place such that it's about having good study habits. For myself and my husband, what we try to do is tell the kids that it's not just about getting good grades for the sake of getting a specific grade, but rather it is about knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are and learning how to to work around them, overcome them, uh, and playing to your strengths as well. So that's what we try to do. So even when they are studying, it's all about having good study habits, uh, having set times to do their revision, learning how to plan their own revision timetable, and those types of things. So we focus very much on the skills and the processes. Thanks for sharing that. I think it provides a really good reminder to really look beyond paper and the grades mm. and to see the kind of skills, life skills, like some of them that you mentioned, mm. scheduling, planning for yourself, being mm. a little bit more independent, or just other things that you might want to you know, learn uh, as you go along, right? I think that yeah. really helps to keep the big picture in mind when mm. it comes to our children, rather than zooming in into this rather narrow goal of acing a particular paper at the end of the year, right? Yeah. You know, as a parent, I must say that I enjoy the part where, you know, there's less mugging overall and Mm. there is just less stress when it comes to schooling, when it comes to academics. But Mm. let's say that I'm also more anxious as a parent. And I must share that um, I do have one, at least one child who doesn't seem to feel the importance of an exam. So if, if I'm this anxious parent and I've got all these worries and fears, what, what kind of tips would you give to me? Right. So can I just say that quite honestly, I'm right there with you in feeling <laughs> anxious and feeling stressed. I think a lot of times as parents, half the issue is just our own expectations and our own fears as well. I completely hear you about, you know, if you see a child doesn't seem to be studying, doesn't seem to be particularly stressed out about anything. I think somehow we've equated like mugging and being stressed and being worried with actually producing a result at the end. But sometimes, you know, the child might surprise you, quite frankly. For me, I tend to go back to, again, it's about building the right study habits So if the child has the right goals in mind, if they're working towards them and they've got consistent study habits, then for me, at some point, they are going to see results. What has worked for me to alleviate my own anxiety and stress is to work more closely with my child. Mm. So this means that, you know, there are going to be days where I check in with them on their homework. I may not do it every day, depending on how independent my child is, right? So in the younger days, every day I would have to check in with them. But now that they're older, it's less frequent. But I try to do it at least once or twice a week to just check in with them, ask them, what do you have in terms of homework for this week? Uh, What do you have planned, etc. And then I do work with them on a revision schedule for exams as well. So in that way, because I'm part of that planning process with them, I know what they're supposed to do and when. Uh, And then I can kind of leave them to to get the work done as well. And then if they're not doing it, then they have to take ownership of of that as well. And of course, there are consequences, right? Because if you don't finish your work, then you probably can't go and play. You can't do certain other things sometimes. But by joining in that process of planning 
you know, when they will do their work, how they want to do it, how much time they think things are going to take um, and discussing those things with them and being part of that process. I know that then, okay, I'm quite reassured that, okay, my child has a plan or at least there's something that they can carry out now at least to some extent independently. So that helps planning with your child. And also not just telling your child what to do, but planning with them. And these are the conversations where sometimes my child will also tell me, and it opens the door for your child to let you know too, if they find something particularly difficult or they're stressed out or they feel like, oh, this is too much work for me to do, you have to give them that safe space to also share those things with you. So sometimes my younger Mm. one will tell me, oh, this is too much work. I, I can't do this much stuff or so many other things to do as well I, and I want to rest or I want to relax. So, so sometimes just having th- those conversations with them, at least we know where they are in the way that they're studying and what they're doing, etc. I really like that. Not just taking steps to kind of acknowledge my own fears as a parent, mm. but also doing the practical things like mm. being involved, coming alongside them, seeing how you can support them. And I think, like you said, understanding their strengths and weaknesses does help mm. in, in terms of planning ahead and working out what needs to be done. How did you go about actually building all this awareness in your child, you know, in terms of their strengths and their weakness without it being overly critical in a sense? Right. So I don't think we've done it perfectly, to be very honest. Mm. I think I, I certainly can be quite... Um, harsh and critical and and the times that I am I do apologize to my children and I I do ask for forgiveness as well there's definitely times when I've had to do that I think knowing your strengths and weaknesses for us we start from a place of knowing that you know all of us have our own strengths and weaknesses as an adult now myself I know that you know in everything that I do I give it my best but I absolutely am not perfect I fail all the time there are times on a daily basis I fall short of my own expectations and what I think I'm going to do. And it's not from a lack of effort. It's because there are challenges I face. There are things that I'm good at. There are things that I'm not good at. And I've learned, you know, as, an, as adults, we, we know that we, we play to our strengths, right? We don't go and keep trying to do the same things over and over again if we're weak at it. For example, I can't play soccer to save my life. I'm not going to try and like be a <laughs> professional soccer player, you know? But there are things that yeah. I can do well and I will gravitate towards those things naturally. So if we do that mm-hmm. as adults, how much more are our children going to do the same thing? They will be naturally drawn to what they're good at. So what we try to do with our children from very young is to encourage them, so to speak, words of life and encouragement to them, you know, when they do something well uh, and even when they put in effort. So for me, you know, your strength can even be things like being consistent in your efforts. For example, my older one, he will get up quite regularly in his PSLE year. He was quite overwhelmed and what he tried to do was to wake up early over the weekend. He'll wake up really early in the morning so that he has extra time to, you know, revise in the morning before everybody Mm. else kind of gets up and the house gets busy. So, you know, but he was very consistent at it. And, you know, for me, it was not the result or the, wow, he's so hardworking, he wake up so early. But the fact that he, you know, consistently did that on his own independently in the mornings on the weekends when he could have slept in. So I praised him for his consistency. And for me, that is a strength. You apply that consistency to other things, you'll do well. So in the same way, I'm trying to teach that to my younger one as well. You know, what are your strengths? Play to your strengths. If something Mm -hmm. is a weakness, let's try as far as possible to honestly work around it. Yeah, if we can't get through it. And where we have to get through it, for example, if you have to learn this math formula, etc., let's break it down into smaller steps. You know, rather than Mm. sitting down and working for two or three hours at a stretch, 
maybe we do two problem sums every day, you know, and mm-hmm. that's like, what, 30 minutes a day? And we'll do that over two weeks. And then after that two weeks, let's see where we are at. Have you shown any progress? So mm-hmm. breaking things down into smaller steps also helps. Thanks for sharing those tips. I, I'm like busy taking down notes because, you know, I think I really need to work with my younger boys in these areas just to be aware that, yeah, that there are some areas that really need some work. Having to apply that discipline and like you said, to, to actually set goals for themselves as well. I think this will help them to kind of keep track in terms of what they want to do, right? Yeah. The smaller steps that they take so that they can reach their bigger goal. Yeah. And I think it's less apparent for younger children, but sometimes mm. when they get older, especially if you're consistent with talking about goals, talking about strengths, when they get older, like 11, 12, you can start talking to them about what do they want to achieve later on? You know, like the mm. bigger things. Who do you see yourself becoming? What sort of job do you want to hold down when you're older? And then get them to think about how things they're learning now are part of that bigger picture as well and taking steps mm. towards that. I honestly don't think that my children could have understood that when they were very much younger. But definitely mm. when they got to the age of, you know, P5, P6, especially with the encouragement of teachers as well, talking about, you know, the importance of that final exam, they were a lot more aware. I mean, the awareness is, is greater at those ages and I think mm. also the maturity level. So they're able to listen to me and understand as well where I'm coming from. Now, I really want to ask you this because I'm so curious. Have your kids ever asked you, what is the purpose of all these exams and all these, you know, assessments that the, the school gives up? What yes. in the world does this achieve or do for me? Yes. Okay, all the time. My kids ask this about exams. My kids ask this about homework. And, you know, do we really need exams? So again, what I try to do is to tell them, yes, we do need exams and they are there. And then I talk to them about how we use it as a checkpoint. It's not a do or die. I mean, if you don't do well in an exam, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to, you know, be the end of the world. Of course not. But it's Mm -hmm. a way to understand, you know, how far you have come. And then I talk to them about, look, you have put in effort all this way, right? So, you know, let's continue to be consistent at this because, you know, you've come this far. You don't want to let go of your goals now. You don't want to let all the effort that you've put in up to now go to waste. Mm -hmm. Even if it has been like very minimal effort at this point, like even if you've only been doing revision for like 10 or 15 minutes a day, that's still 10 Mm -hmm. or 15 minutes that you could have spent playing video games or, you know, hanging out with friends, doing other things. So don't let all those times, you know, accumulate Mm -hmm. it. Don't let it go to waste. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I I try to share with my kids. That's a good reminder for them. And have you ever experienced, I don't know, someone asking or or a child asking you, um, what's wrong with being mediocre? What's wrong with being average? If I just do well enough so that I don't get into trouble, you know, I go into a school or into a class that's just, average what's wrong with that mm. well to be honest I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that so yeah <laughs> and that's what we tell our children too because we ask them to set their own goals so we talk mm. to them about I mean of course we offer some guidance as well but we ask them to think about okay what do you want to be when you grow up what sort of schools do you want to go to for example in secondary school like making a choice of secondary school is is not just based on the cutoff point for that school for us it's been about you know what are the CCAs they have to offer you know how far is it from mm. home all these different things and then based yeah. on that you know, we ask them, okay, so now you've kind of narrowed down the schools you want to go to. What sort of grades do you think you're, you're going to need to get? 
and what mm. do you need to do to get there, for example. Yeah, and mm. then we work with them uh, on that basis. So, I mean, to be honest, our kids have never kind of um, wanted to achieve things for the sake of achieving it, you know, mm-hmm. for its own sake, but rather it's always been, okay, this is one thing I need to get in order to get to the next step where I want to go. And I think that's yeah. a healthy way to approach it as well. Nothing wrong with being average or being mediocre. I mean, that's the majority of us anyway. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I like that. That would be kind of the end in mind, the kind of school that might suit them and also to mm. walk them through some of the decision-making factors mm. and questions that you could ask yourself, right? I think that's mm. kind of like a life skill as well. Not just saying that, oh, school A is good and popular yes. and therefore... I must aim for that, right? It really involves not just guiding the child to, to see beyond grades, but also the parent, right? Changing a little bit of our mindset, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just going with what everybody else seems to be pursuing and seeking after. Absolutely. And I find that when we kind of dial back on our own expectations and trying to mm-hmm. pressure the kids, what has been my experience is that my sons have actually, when they feel that the the pressure is off of them, they can focus a lot better because then they're not stressing about whether they're meeting my expectations, whether they're going to do well or not. They're not so scared of failure anymore. And when they're not scared of failure, honestly, that's when they really fly. Yeah. So when my boys are less stressed out, that's when they can focus better. They're more receptive to learning. They're more teachable. Yeah, both in the classroom and at home as well. So, you know, we try to make the environment as relaxed as we can. So we also make a lot of time for play, to be honest. We try to keep at least one weekend day available, even in in like PSLE years, etc. So that they can go out, they can play, swim, cycle, run, whatever it takes, and just to de-stress. Well, I think that's a really good tip to help them to manage their overall stress and well-being. And actually that can just set them off to go and achieve what they want to achieve. I think that's really good. I'm going to bear that in mind, you know, for my own boys as they approach the older, yeah, upper primary years. Yeah, thank you so much, Judith. Yeah, I think I learned so much from this. We're Um, all learning, (laughs) Judith. Yes, we are indeed. It never ends. Um, I know you shared a lot, but do you have any parting words that you want to leave with our listeners out there? Focus on the child and not the exams. I think that has been my biggest learning myself so far, having gone through the whole PSLE journey one round and now looking uh, down at the second round this year. I think my biggest takeaway has been focus on the child, focus on building them up, encouraging them, building up their confidence. And really, really, uh, you will see the effects of that in the long term. Yeah, it really makes our children a lot more resilient. So focus on the child and not the exams. Thank you for that wise words indeed. Thank you so much for your time, Judith. We are really so appreciative of you yeah, coming to join us today and sharing your valuable experience with us. Thank you, June. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a joy to be here with Focus on the Family. Thanks for tuning in today. Do check out our upcoming PSLE webinar that's coming up in July. It's designed to help parents to nurture their child's mental and emotional well-being and to better manage anxiety and stress when facing and preparing for this major exam. Do also look out for our next Paranet podcast. Meanwhile, have a great week ahead with your families.